Now, South Africa is now 90th out of 162 in the Economic Freedom of the World Annual Report for 2020. And uh, yeah, and an improvement from previous years, 2000, South Africa was 58th. Free Market Foundation has just released that report and uh, it was done virtually. Leon Lowe, the CEO of the Free Market Foundation, says that South Africa can achieve more economic freedom if it wants to and is serious about it. And he joins us on the line now. Leon, good afternoon. And thanks for your time. Good afternoon, Jesus, again, and the listeners. My pleasure to be with you. Uh, may I say something very quickly about George Bezos uh, because of that great tribute you paid him? Uh, I happen to have counted myself as a friend, not a close friend, but a friend, and uh, happily drove him occasionally during his older years when he was still mentally sharp but physically frail, and his wife, by the way, even more frail. Uh, to various meetings, and we did a wonderful, uh, there's a wonderful interview on our website, the Free Market Foundation, with him. He got our Luminary Award, and uh, it took the form of a discussion between him and the uh, other eminent South African jurist, Mervyn King, of the King uh, Commission on Good Governance. So, yes, a, a wonderful man, a friend of ours, a personal acquaintance, and I'm glad to have spent some of my time with him, and an extraordinary person, never gave up the struggle for human rights, personal freedom, an amazing uh, legacy. Indeed, and thank you so much for you know uh, expressing that uh, to us, uh, Leon Lowe. And I think you you're so right because that was one of the things that stood out in um, our last interview with him as well. He was physically frail, but he was mentally as sharp as he had ever been. But uh, thanks for that, Leon. Just coming back to the Economic uh, Freedom yes. Report. Yes. So let's just con- yes. contextualize that first. Uh, how would you describe it to someone who hasn't engaged with it previously? Yes, okay. Uh, in, in the 1980s, a group of experts, economists and jurists got together and uh, spent a decade trying to say, how would you classify a country's economy? You know, people talk loosely about America as capitalist and Sweden as socialist and Venezuela as communist or whatever. But how do they know? Is there some objective criterion? And they came up with uh, a very sophisticated index which looks at 42 independently published sources, in other words, data by the uh, World Economic Forum and the World Bank and the IMF and other uh, country risk guide, other international agencies, Freedom House and that sort of thing. And these 42 uh, in the, uh, criteria or indices or indexes, which measure things like the uh, the tax in the country as a proportion of the GDP, uh, the regulatory environment, the World Bank, for example, does, uh, the doing business index, which measures how quick and easy it is to start a new business in countries, uh, the, the international things, look at free trade agreements, uh, like the International Free Trade Association. <clears throat> and so these things all get put together in a very sophisticated and complex way into a single index, uh, which is broken down into five categories, and maybe viewers will find this easier to kind of grapple with. The first category is simply the size of government. How big is the government in a country compared to the rest of the, the non-governments? part of the country, so compared to small businesses, informal businesses, um, big businesses, whatever. 
The second category is the legal system. How good is the legal system? Is the legal system trustworthy? Is it impartial? Is it independent? And um, uh, ours, by the way, does quite well there. Um, sound money, how, how secure is the money? Is there a high rate of inflation? Uh, is money stable? Do people know what the prices are going to be next year? Therefore, can they invest? Can they save their pensions? You know, medical schemes all depend on money being stable. The fourth category is trade, freedom to trade internationally. So, for example, people in poor countries have cell phones made in, maybe in China or Indonesia or somewhere. So trade brings the world's latest and best technology, painkillers and surgical procedures and te- telephones, TV sets, whatever, um, microwaves to people in the poorest countries that raises their living standards. And then the fifth category is freedom from regulation, red tape. How many controls are there? How difficult is it, for example, to be an informal trader in a shanty town? Is it lawful? Is it unlawful? Uh, does the government leave you in peace or does it allow you to carry on? Uh, and how free is a big corporation? So it's just it's big or small, everything from a street vendor to a giant conglomerate. Uh, do they have lots of red tape in order to operate or are they relatively free to operate? So here's an interesting question uh, from Edward Temba, um, listening to you right now, Leon. And he says, SK, South Africa shouldn't even be listed in economic freedom because we haven't entered into that yet. Where is the freedom if only 7% of the people own everything? So in terms of how this report defines economic freedom, how is it defined by international standards? Yes, it's, it, uh, it doesn't go into what percentage of people own what. The other indices do that. You know, each thing must measure its own thing. Those are things like the Equality Index. <clears throat> um, this, what this says is simply based on objective criteria, uh, how do different countries of the world rank in economic freedom? Now, the freest economy on earth at the moment is Hong Kong. That means that in Hong Kong, it's very easy for people to do business. That also happens, I might say, to coincide with more equality. Freer economies are more equal equality economies, so that if you want more equality in South Africa, you need to have a freer economy, and then there will be, by international experience, more equality. More importantly than that, the lowest... 10% of income earners in free economies earn more than the top 10% in unfree economies. In other words, if you're going to be poor, if you're going to be one of the lower income group people, then you want to be that in a free economy, in other words, a rich economy. So the poorest of the poor in free economies have excellent medical care and TV sets and motorized transport and running hot and cold water and, you know, uh, they have high literacy rates and so on. Whereas even the rich in the unfree economies, the poorest economies, uh, often don't have, you know, for example, electricity because of load shedding and failure for of the system. So it measures something else. So when you say how free are people, the question is how free are they, not how equal are they. 
Uh, now, if everyone is free, then at least in law, everyone is equal, equality at law. Uh, if you have lots of regulation, bearing in mind that the victims of that are always the poor and are kept down. We work, for example, in shanty towns with informal traders. Uh, it is a criminal offense for someone in a shanty town to improve the quality of their home, for example, to replace the, the, the corrugated iron with brick and mortar. It is a criminal offense for them to trade because they don't have a license or they don't meet minimum standards or they don't have zoning. It is a criminal offense for the poor people to, for example, do peasant farming because they don't belong to, they don't have their food graded and so on and so forth. So basically everything poor people do is a criminal offense. And economic freedom says start by discontinuing the harm and then their living standards will rise very rapidly and spectacularly. So, um, Leon, just in wrapping this, how has South Africa fared and uh, a, a comparison with previous years? And uh, I heard you earlier, you said um, that South Africa can achieve more economic freedom if it wants to. Uh, what did you mean by that? Well, firstly, we did in after 94. Before 94, of course, we were one of the least free economies on earth and we were declining, getting less and less free. <clears throat> then after 94, we became more and more free, and we moved from something like the 120th freest economy out of, at that stage, you know, nearly 140 or so were measured. Uh, we moved towards more and more freedom, became the 58th freest economy in 2000. Uh, out of, at this stage, a larger number of countries measured, 164, 162. And then we started declining. Uh, basically, in the Zuma years, we became less and less free. During the early years, we had economic growth and job creation and investment. And during the years of decline, we had economic stagnation and uh, the world's highest sustained unemployment rate. So we, we did exactly what the rest of the world does. When you don't have economic freedom, you get poorer and you get more unemployment. And we, we've now this year gone up again slightly, which is good. In other words, we've become slightly more free. If we keep that up and if we accelerate it, and if after the COVID disaster, which has devastated our economy, the government embarks on economic structural reform, as it says it wants to do, uh, and it can adopt these economic freedom of the world index measures, become economically free and we will become immediately a very high growth country with a high level of prosperity. So it's easy for the government. Will they do it? We don't know. The Treasury and Minister Mbaweni have published proposals that would take us substantially towards greater economic freedom, uh, but they do themselves face quite a lot of resistance within the government. So the government has an opportunity out of our crisis, might come you know, shake us up and say, look, stop this nonsense, free up the economy, become rich, stop being poor, stop stagnating. It's quite straightforward. Let's hope that's what the government decides to do after the COVID disaster. 
Well, we are going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Leon Lowe, uh, bringing us up to speed uh, with uh, the latest economic freedom report and how South Africa is faring there. And uh, many of you, I know, I know you will take issue with uh, Leon's last sentiment. Uh, but of course, uh, that a conversation for another day. Uh, but as he said, as per the latest report, South Africa, after years of decline, seemed to have done somewhat better in terms of the standards of this particular report. Report.